Thank you for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted, where you will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. This episode is another short devotional to help you get your day started. So please pause for a moment, take a deep breath, and be blessed. Today is part five of my series on my dyslexia. Today I will be answering the question, what do I want people to know about my dyslexia? When I learned that I had dyslexia, I knew I needed to learn as much about dyslexia as possible. Therefore, I want to share with you some things I have learned. Please remember that dyslexia can range from mild to profound, and not everyone will respond to dyslexia in the same way. Now, the word dyslexia comes from two Greek words, dis, meaning difficulty, and lex, meaning word. Put these together and you have difficult words. As I continue my journey, I discovered that dyslexia is not a person, just like cancer is not a person, diabetes is not a person, nor is cerebral palsy a person. Dyslexia is a neurobiological disorder that affects my ability to connect letters of the alphabet and their sounds. According to the Yale Center of Dyslexia and Creativity, they define dyslexia as an unexpected difficulty in learning to read. Dyslexia takes away an individual's ability to read quickly and automatically and to retrieve spoken words easily, but does not damper their creativity and ingenuity. And this was written in 2017. Think of it this way. The letters of the alphabet A to Z are codes, and my brain's job is to take those codes and make words. The sounds that each code makes are called phonemes, and we have two basic phonemes to work with, vowels and consonants. As a person with dyslexia, I find distinguishing the difference between vowels and consonants sounds difficult. Therefore, I struggle with reading because sometimes those codes those letters get mixed up, and I hear and see words as one sound. In addition, I often need help organizing my thoughts, especially when I need to write them down. Therefore, expressing myself often presents itself as a difficult task. And as you can see, my dyslexia presents many challenges, but remember, it does not define who I am. Also, remember there are many resources available for people with dyslexia. We can learn to read, and we should take advantage of those resources. However, I was more focused on the social and emotional impact of dyslexia than learning to read. Then in my research, I discovered that people with dyslexia, such as myself, had many hidden talents. Now, at the time, I didn't know I had any talents. Therefore, mine went unnoticed and lay dormant for years. I became aware of the importance of discovering those unnoticed talents because studies have shown that dyslexia significantly impacted how I perceived myself. I generally felt incompetent. I internalized my academic failures and learning helplessness and I did not believe my situation would or could improve. 
the results would be a self-isolation, a need to be accepted, and a need to drive to perform. Also, my dyslexia sometimes presented itself in an impoverished written product. That means there is a vast difference between my ability to tell you something and to write it down. Now let's talk about my emotional response to my dyslexia. I was reading a book several years ago, one that I've never actually finished. You know, I pick it up and I'll read it and then I'll put it down and then I'll walk away from it for some time. But the title of this book is Hidden Rifts with God by William Buckus. He wrote it in 1990. This book is designed, or should I say, the author's purpose is to help the reader explore honestly, you know, those hidden issues we have with God that are preventing us from moving forward. Now, rift is something that generally is a catalyst that severs our heart from our head. And, you know, we start dealing with life in a disconnected way, meaning we either use our head or we use our heart, but seldom do we use them at the same time. And the heart usually dominates. Speaking from experience, I concluded from my life experiences that whatever need I had would not be met. So it was best to dismiss them and focus outward. Now, here's a suggestion. If you're having trouble identifying what your needs are, ask the Lord to rise them to a conscious level so that you and he can have a talk about it. When we deny a need, it may go underground, but not having the need met, we'll find its expression somewhere else in our life. I discovered that I had a need to feel accepted. I suppressed this need, and even when opportunities through Christ came for this need to be met, I either pushed it away or became fearful of the outcome. Yet the need never actually went away, and I found myself longing for something or someone to help me feel that I belonged. And sometimes I wasn't even consciously aware that's what I was doing. I have found out that the need to belong and to be accepted is one of the strongest needs a person with dyslexia has. Society makes it clear that reading is the key that unlocks many doors. Because I struggled with reading, those doors were locked to me, and there was no way they could be opened. And we always have Satan, our enemy, there to tell us that we are less than a person. We have no value. Now that may sound crazy, but I've always felt ashamed that I struggled with reading. And I spent a great deal of time in hiding and protecting myself from being hurt and ridiculed, from being made fun of. And, and I was convinced my struggle with reading was the very thing that kept me from belonging, that would keep people from accepting me. Unfortunately, you know, life experiences seems to always verify that this lie is the truth. So I went through life believing the lie and I treated it as the truth. It shaped me and caused me to put filters over my thoughts and feelings about myself and other people. Now these filters prevent us from forming and maintaining healthy relationships. Filters are screens that we put over our senses. When we see, hear, touch, taste, or smell something, our filters tell us how to perceive and judge the information that we are receiving. Now, for myself, a person that is struggling to believe that I am accepted and that I belong, the filter misinterprets the messages that are coming in. For example, I met someone and that person indicated that they wanted to have a relationship with me. My filters caused me to immediately question their gesture of friendship and I began to have a lot of anxiety. I had prayed for a friend, someone to spend time with. However, because I longed to be accepted, yet I was fearful of the outcome. 
I did not recognize what God was doing, that he was actually answering my prayer. I was too afraid to even trust God. Now, this is just one of the needs that separated me from fully enjoying a healthy relationship with God and others. The others were self-worth and the need for approval. And there were times I had to admit, I think I started getting depressed. I knew I had anger. I was in denial about some things about myself. And I feared. And the list went on. What I later would learn was that I was already accepted in Christ, that he already accepted me. That was the very reason he came to the cross. He accepted me. He loved me. He cared about me just as I am. And the beauty of this experience with Christ awakening me the ability to receive his love. Therefore, I was better capable of receiving love and acceptance from other people. He took away the filter and he put his own filter up there. And so I began to filter everything through the cross, filter everything through his victorious life. I'm still a work in progress, but I'm not the person that I used to be. That overwhelming need of acceptance and approval is no longer there because my light now is hidden in Christ. I would close by saying this. I breathe a sigh of relief knowing that God is creating my new normalcy, my dyslexia. He's redefining that for me. And it continues to develop. You know, each day the impact of dyslexia loses its hold on me. Sometimes I wonder what my life would be without dyslexia. It's hard to imagine. But this one thing I do know. God has been my lifeline. And dyslexia has drawn me closer to him. I've said this once and I'm going to say it again. Actually, I've said it several times. (laughs) I would rather have dyslexia and know God than not have dyslexia and not know him. I never wanted to write a book about dyslexia or spend time talking to people about dyslexia, but that has all changed. My prayer is that God uses my books, my coloring books, my podcasts, and my life experiences to help lift him up. He has promised that if I lift him up from the earth, he will draw people unto himself. And that, my friends, is now my life work. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode from Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. If you know an adult with dyslexia, please share these short devotionals with them. For more devotionals, please visit my website at www.wrpublication.com where you can read or listen to archive shows. Thank you again for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted and be blessed.